Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Audio Guide to the Galaxy, the podcast where we take you on a journey through the skies of Western Australia. In this episode, we'll be talking about the most spectacular event of the April calendar, the 2023 Ningaloo Total Solar Eclipse. Today, we're recording up in Exmouth, and joining me is a very special guest. I'd like to welcome to the podcast from the International Centre of Radio Astronomy Research, Dr. Robin Cook. Hello, it's nice to be here. Thank you for being here. Now, Robin, before we really get into it, I mentioned there you're from the International Centre of Radio Astronomy Research. Can you explain to me, that's quite a mouthful, what what does that mean? Yeah, let's try to unpack that. So, uh, Radio Astronomy Research. So, we do astronomy, which means we're uh, really interested in anything that's not on this planet, not on planet Earth, anything in space we do research on. Looking at the the, sky. Yeah, that's right. And so, the radio part of that is that we use radio telescopes. So, um, we don't use optical light that our eyes see, but we use different kinds of wavelengths, different kinds of light to understand uh, the universe universe and everything inside of it. So radio telescopes, those are the really, really big ones, is that That's right? right. Sometimes they're as big as a square kilometre. Wow, <laughs> you might say. Yes, you might. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday afternoon, the eclipse happened a couple of hours ago. Tell me, what was your experience? Where were you? Where did you see it? Yeah, so I was um, trying to get as close as I can to that totality line. Of course, there was a very small band of uh, totality shadow that passed over the Earth, and I was getting just a few extra seconds squeezed out. So I got up to 62 seconds, I think, uh, going very close to that center line and dodged all the clouds for that reason. Fantastic. Can you explain in a bit more detail, what is this totality line exactly that you're talking about? Right, yeah. So, of course, the moon is uh, relatively quite small compared to the Earth. So, the shadow that it casts onto the Earth is is quite small. It only hits a, a very small region of, of the Earth as it passes along. Well, actually, what's happening is the, the Earth is rotating from underneath that shadow. And so, uh, as it rotates, it, it crosses across the, the surface of the, of the Earth. And that depends on what kind of eclipse you've got. In this case, we had quite a small uh, uh, shadow that was tracking along the Earth. And in as I said, in this case, it's six, uh, 40, yeah, 60 seconds and only a 40-kilometer uh, r- radius for which that was in. Right. So the moon is a little bit further away than most other eclipses at the moment, and the shadow is particularly small this time. Yeah, it, it has to do a lot with this this hybrid nature that's kind of, uh, for this particular eclipse, quite special. It's a, it's quite a rare type of solar eclipse, this, this, these hybrid solar eclipses. And yeah, it, I've heard this word hybrid bandied about. Can you yeah, can you please explain what, what is hybrid? What yeah, well, it all, it all comes down to how we classify our, our solar eclipses. So you, you have a few different types that you can have. Uh, the first one is, of course, a total solar eclipse, which also gets mentioned when we talk about uh, the Exmouth uh, solar eclipse. And total just means that the, the, the moon itself is large enough that it completely covers the face of the sun. You completely block out the sun in total. And that's what I saw when I was standing right, outside right. here today. Then the second type you'll often see in all quite regular, quite common, are annular solar eclipses. So in this case, uh, the moon is slightly further away in its orbit. Of course, the moon isn't uh, orbiting in a perfect circle. It sometimes is closer, sometimes further away. It changes by about uh, 11% from its smallest to its largest. And and so uh, these annular eclipses happen when the moon is slightly further away. It's a little bit smaller and doesn't quite completely block out the sun. Right, you get this ring around the uh, edge of the moon, and that's called an annular solar eclipse. And what's right. special about this particular solar eclipse is that it started off as an annular solar eclipse when it was going over the, uh, uh, I guess, the Indian Ocean. And as that hit Exmouth and Ningaloo Reef region, it was, uh, in fact, a total solar eclipse. And that's really great for us because that meant we got to see the complete totality of uh, blocking out the sun's light. But of course, what that meant is you're you're really you're on the cusp of being just large enough, the moon, to just cover the the, the face 
of the sun, and it's quite a rare thing to happen, actually. Right. And is that why the eclipse was so short? Because we just scraped into totality? Precisely. We we're just on the cusp of being uh, halfway between an annular and a, and a total solar eclipse. And these, these types of eclipses are quite rare. In this century alone, there'll only be seven. And in fact, this one was the longest of all of those. So even 57 seconds or 62 at its maximum, uh, that is the longest hybrid eclipse of any particular one. Well, there we go. So my understanding, as you've just explained, the eclipse actually started down in the Indian Ocean and if you were out there you would have seen an annular eclipse that's right but as that shadow moved up that that path of totality moved up north up here in Exmouth it was we managed to get the total totality and then off it went uh, and what happened as as that shadow kept kept moving north yeah so it kept going up and through the coral sea and uh, it, it made its way through East Timor and, and eventually to West Papua and that over there it became uh, no longer uh, a total solar eclipse uh, and it went back to being an annular eclipse that's right so it finished off being an annual eclipse in its in its final path fantastic and so you were down uh, where were you exactly in uh, in this region was it the official viewing air yeah official viewing so there was a few thousand people there I counted there so a lot of uh, seasoned eclipse chasers people that have seen double digits worth of eclipses um, and then some people that were like myself that were seeing it for the first time and the, you yeah. could really tell the difference between them some people had some shirts that you could see from the early 2000s from eclipses past and and some of us were there for the first time witnessing the spectacle that was wow. and you said a few thousand people down there i would say uh, yeah close to a few thousand people and were there many young people or were they all sort of adults all ages i think i mean there's definitely the seasoned veterans that are you know they've been doing this for a long time so they skew old but there was kids, there was uh, young adults, there were families there. Pretty much everyone who could get here, I think, uh, was there to see. Fantastic. Now, this is the first eclipse I've seen as well, and I was gobsmacked. I couldn't actually yeah. speak during it. What was your experience during Totality? Yeah, I, it's it's strange. I mean, I, I think I did a lot of research leading up to this, and, and I've been talking about this for the past few months, and I thought I knew everything I was expecting to see. I thought I knew all the effects that were going to happen, uh, you know, the diamond ring effect, all the changes to the environment. I thought I was, was going to know what to expect, but really, it's not anything like how I had expected, you know, the entire experience of it all, each thing on its own is itself kind of surprising. But when you put that all together in this very short amount of time, all these different aspects happening around you, I think that's the really crazy experience. And so I don't think photos really give it justice because it's all about what's happening around you. Yeah, I agree. It's that the, the collection is greater than, uh -huh. the, the, it's greater than the sum of its parts. Absolutely. And how was the rest of the, the vibe down at the viewing area? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, as soon as those last few seconds occurred and the, the final bits of sunlight peered through the edge of the moon and you get these beautiful Bailey beads effects, I think you could really hear this buzz in the crowd and this sort of uh, boosting in people's excitement and there was this just relief of, of celebration once that those final bits of light came through. Fantastic. Let's focus in right on that moment of totality mm. because you mentioned there the diamond ring and Bailey's beads. Can you explain what are what are those things? Yeah, they are kind of two of the same effect really. So firstly, the Bailey's beads, they, they occur because the moon's surface is not flat. It's got a lot of undulations in it, craters and, and pocket marks and so mountains, etc. So it's not a smooth surface. So you don't expect the, the light to uh, disappear all in one moment. You have a few final bits of light that pass through those craters and create these beads that uh, kind of emanate from the edge of the moon as it just finally passes over the sun. Oh, just that instant before it goes dark as That's it's right. moving right in front of the moon, we get like little dots around the side. That's right. And then the di diamond rim ring effect is simply that there's the one last section of light that's passing behind 
behind the moon and of course it's amplified and it's at its brightest and it's a very small pinpoint of light and that looks like a diamond ring with a ring and a diamond at the top and in fact it was quite funny to see there was a, a wedding happening as as we were uh, at our viewing site so we wow. had people uh exchanging diamond rings under a diamond ring. I think that was quite a sweet thing there. Can't get any better than no, that. No, it doesn't. Now, as you can see, the vibe here in Exmouth is fantastic. There's a, a concert setting up down the road. Here, yeah, that's right. It's we can just... hear in the background. <laughs> Everyone's very happy. And during totality, I understand, we can see the corona peeking out from around the side of the moon. What exactly is the corona? Yeah, so the corona is sort of the outer atmosphere of the sun in some ways, and it's sort of the remnants of all the plasma that's been ejected from uh, the sun's surface itself so it's very much this extended wispy feature it's very ghost-like in appearance and I was really surprised by how bright it was I mean I've seen photos of this and and I really believe that the the photos were these long exposures or these long uh, camera shots that that amplified these features but actually in fact I, you could see it with the naked eye very simply it was these long wispy tails extending from the Sun many times larger than the Sun itself which was really surprising yeah I agree I wasn't expecting them to be quite so pronounced yeah uh, yeah it was pretty spectacular fantastic as i was there also I, someone kind of made the comment and i didn't really appreciate what they said when they said it they said what are those purple lights that i can see around the rim and and i i was sort of focusing on other things trying to see what other planets i could see around but as i looked at some of the images later what i what i've noticed is there are these little purple tiny little purple tendrils that are extending from the the edge of the moon or the actually the sun itself mm -hmm. and these are actually solar flares that we could see these are solar flares being spewed oh, out of the sun itself flares. yeah it was really hard to see with the naked eye they did appear as these sort of uh purple um, bright dots but if you get these really beautiful pictures that a lot of people have taken you can definitely see these tendril like features that are uh, looping around in the you know in the, close to the the surface of the sun there right i don't think i saw any of those at least not with my eye yeah. naked eye uh, i guess i'll have to go and look at some of the official footage later today absolutely well worth it so how how often do eclipses occur like is there another eclipse in australia anytime soon Right, yeah. Total solar eclipses, which is when the, the moon completely covers the sun, themselves are very rare uh, things. They happen sort of on average once every 18 months, but it's sort of random where they're going to appear on the Earth. There's no particular place they should arrive. And of course, majority of the Earth is covered in ocean, so often it's uh, happening somewhere over the ocean. And in fact, the same would have been true for this particular eclipse if it wasn't for that Ningaloo this Reef just peninsula. Yeah, jutting out the <laughs> west coast of uh, Western Australia. So that gave us that ability to, to actually witness this one from the continent, which was lovely. But yeah, once every 18 months or so, um, but at the same time, uh, you know, we're a big continent here in Australia. So, you know, in some ways we get a little bit more fortunate in that we've got more opportunities for the, that random track from the moon shadow to cross the Earth. And in fact, the next solar eclipse to happen in Australia is 2028. That's in July. This is a really spectacular opportunity for, for prospective eclipse chases because not only does it start up in the top end, up in the Pilbara and cross through the Northern Territory, extends down to New South Wales and the centre line of totality crosses right through the city of Sydney, right? Oh. Pretty That's spectacular, yeah. And this is not just 57 seconds as this one was. This is up to four minutes, four and a half minutes in some cases. So really a spectacular uh, potential solar eclipse to go and view. So that's in July 2028? Very much so. Okay, so some of the really young people listening right now might be old enough to drive by then. Absolutely. It's a road trip to Sydney. It's a big drive across the Nullarbor, but it'd be well worth your time. And if not that, then also Queenstown in New Zealand is also a good destination for that. Oh, fantastic. Now, I was reading on the news as well that apparently there is a lunar eclipse on the 5th of may is that 
What is a lunar eclipse, and has that got anything to do with this solar eclipse? Yeah, you actually bang on. They they actually come in pairs often. So uh, a, a lunar eclipse is when instead of the moon being between the Earth and the sun, it's the Earth that's between uh, the sun and the moon. So what's happening is the, the moon is passing in the shadow of the Earth, and so uh, instead of the, the moon being lit up as it normally would, it actually darkens halfway through. They can also be quite spectacular because what happens is the last bits of light to hit the moon are passing through the atmosphere of the earth and and you might be familiar with sunsets where the the sun starts to get more and more red and that's because that light is passing through thicker parts of the atmosphere and taking away a lot of the blue light a lot of the green light and you're left with only the oranges and reds and the same is happening here with a lunar eclipse where that light is crossing through the atmosphere and projecting onto the moon and it gives this really blood red hue so it's a quite a spectacular thing to see as well but nowhere near as spectacular as these solar eclipses and and actually quite quite more common than, than a solar eclipse is. Oh, okay, because you can see a lunar eclipse from anywhere on Earth that can see the moon. That's right, that's right. right. So the uh, everywhere on the side of the Earth that's facing the moon will be able to see a, a lunar uh, eclipse, but a total solar eclipse will only be viewable by one very small region on the Earth. Ah, makes sense. Okay, and I've just done the maths in my head. Mm. So the solar eclipse today, and then two weeks later, on the 5th of May, the moon will have moved around to the other side of the Earth. And that's exactly why right. The, and that's why they come in pairs, usually. Yeah, as you know, the, the moon has a 29 and a half day cycle or almost a month or a moon, yep. as that's the uh, origin of the name. So, yeah, uh, two weeks from now, that's halfway through a month. And so that's, of course, it's already on the other side and happened to be in just in the right place to, to also occur a, uh, a lunar eclipse. Fantastic. Oh, well, I feel like I've learned a lot. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Audio Guide to the Galaxy. Dr. Robin from Ikra, it's been a pleasure. My pleasure is mine. Thank you very much. If you'd like to know more about what we've been talking about today, you can find more by going to the SciTech website, and there you'll find a link for a page called The Sky Tonight, which is a monthly blog written by us here at SciTech about all the wonderful things you can see in the night sky.